Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here from the MBA podcast. And Ash, you're with me again, as always. How are you? Yeah. We're back again, James. Yeah, great to be here and looking forward to today's discussion. We are back again. And listeners, this is a good one because we know partnerships and getting referrals is the lifeblood of a good mortgage business. And this episode is about connecting with potential partners made easy. So this one's not about referral relationships, not about extracting referrals from partners. This is about actually making the connection. So this assumes that whether you are a brand new broker or an experienced broker, what we're going to talk about today are smarter ways that you can go about connecting with professionals that may turn into partners that send you referrals. And we want to do this in a super easy way where we're not cold calling and we're not having to go out grinding and hustling and networking and all that sort of stuff, Ash, which you know may work. I think there's some smarter ways to connect and, of course, doing it easier. So let's get into these three uh, things that we wanted to share with you today, listeners. And Ash, the first one is a way of connecting with potential partners using the loan process. So listeners, as we know, when we write a loan and one of our, you know, a client comes to us and they're buying a property, uh, they, there are a lot of parties involved in that transaction. Right, Ash, I mean, how have we got? We've probably got the real estate agent. We've probably got a solicitor. We may have a number of other parties. How many parties would we typically have, you think, in a property transaction? Well, look, it's up, it's up to six. I mean, quite often, well, there's nearly always a real estate agent, sometimes two, you know, for the buyer and the seller. There's often a conveyancer or solicitor, often two. There's often an accountant, um, you know, probably only one account. Um, you know, then you've got buyers, advocates, uh, you know, and, and potentially other extraneous parties that are occasionally involved. But those ones generally are the four or five that are involved in the, the vast majority of property transactions, whether they be just a refinance or, or a property purchase or, or a bit of both. So, um, yeah, and look, it's a really important distinction, I think, just to go half a step backwards. This is one of the reasons why particularly the way we work with our members change right is to is to systemize out and map out your workflows you know how you deliver your service to a client from a to z and all of the uh, the steps and tasks involved in that process has a lot of benefits as we know but one of them that's sort of hidden or, or concealed to a certain extent but is what we're talking about now is during your process of servicing that client there are several times which you have the opportunity to interact with one or more of these stakeholders and the way that we tend to work right James with our members is during the process of delivering your service to the client you're also building 
a connection and a relationship with these third-party stakeholders. Um, and if you do it in a logical, strategic way and you deliver consistent uh, updates and communications and, and value and outcomes for all of those partners, uh, all of those stakeholders, when you get to the end of the transaction, you've got these one, two, three, four, maybe five parties that you've already got common ground on. You've just delivered a good to great, hopefully, outcome for their client, who is also your client. So what better time to step into that opportunity and say, We've just delivered a mutually great outcome for this client. Uh, we've spoken a couple of times during the transaction. Uh, I hope that you know the you know you are happy with the service you got from us uh, in regards to this client, and I'd like to come and have a chat with you about the potential of working together on more clients. What a great icebreaker it is to have a client you've just successfully delivered upon as the door opener for that discussion. Exactly. So listeners, if we're looking to connect with potential partners made easy, then all we need to do in this first stage, and remember there's three that we're going to talk about today, the first stage is look at the loan process. And every time that you help a client, find out who the parties are through that transaction. Who's the real estate agent? Who's the conveyancer? Who's the accountant? Who's the buyer's advocate, et cetera, et cetera? Who is that client working with on all of those things? And then during the loan process, engage and introduce yourself as the key loan provider, mortgage professional. Make sure you keep those parties up to date and wow them with your professionalism and updates and advice and great customer experience during the loan process. And then after the loan process, as, as as you said, Ash, follow up and potentially look to have a chat with them because we never know when the next potential partner is going to come by. So we want to treat everybody like a potential partner. Um, and even though we're not going to get every one of these professionals on our side as a partner, we want to consistently be drumming up more opportunities and being known, don't we, Ash? It can't hurt. Oh, absolutely. And look, uh, we're not suggesting for a second that you're going to be looking to every connection for every transaction as being a potential partner. But James's point there is really, really important. That is every single stakeholder in every transaction should be treated equally and with reverence in your loan process flow so that should you choose to reach out to them at some point post-settlement, uh, you have created the right framework for that opportunity it's not you know it's not even it's it's a lukewarm call i guess when you've already had you and your office and that's the other thing of course james is uh, if you're running a good system where other people on your team are involved in updating those stakeholders on the progress of, of the client's transaction you're already demonstrating the level of professionalism and systemization in your business over and above your obvious individual skills as a you know, great technical broker. Exactly. So I guess for listeners that if you don't need any additional partners, then you might not need to do this strategy. But if you're looking for potential partners, which you should be, you should have a few key real estate agents. You should have your dream team of uh, partners that are 
I guess, what's the word, Ash, when they're relevant to the loan process? You know, a mortgage broker, anyone that's in the finance sphere needs not just a mortgage broker, but they'll need insurance. They'll need accounting or legal advice. They'll need financial planning advice. Every mortgage broker should have that key group of contacts that they can refer their clients to. So if you're looking for potential partners, you don't need to go door knocking and cold calling and networking. You are meeting people each and every day just through the loan process. It's just about identifying and connecting with them. Um, Ash, let's work on the second one because that's only one place that you can connect with potential partners in an easy way. Second way we can do this is through our existing contacts and networks. So I don't know what the stats are, Ash. Do you remember hearing about how the average person knows this many people and that person knows this many people and, you know, the degrees of separation? What's the numbers on that? Um, I really don't know off the top of my head, but it, look, it's a fascinating one for me, James. And you, you, you remind, reminded me there of, um, you know, me, me being a student of human nature, it's amazing how often when I'm, you know, in a public situation, like on a tram or on a train or, or in a queue somewhere, I hear people talking about mortgages. Like, it's... It, you, you might think that people don't talk about their mortgage or their mortgage broker very often. I can tell you, I hear people talk about it all the time. So there's lots of opportunities for you to position yourself with your immediate network of existing clients and others to give them a reason to refer you because they are having these conversations. One of the things I think that challenges a lot of mortgage brokers is how do I get my clients to actively and deliberately you know, seek out referral opportunities You know, w w when it's outside what I would call a normal conversation? I actually think a lot of people have what I would call normal conversations that involve talking about mortgages quite often. So find a, you've got to find a way to have your business and name at the front of their mind so when those conversations happen, they're saying, hey, my mortgage broker was awesome. He did X, Y, Z, da 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 I should get him or her to give you a call. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Exactly. It's, it's pretty much just about being known, isn't it? I mean, every one of our listeners would have most likely some friends, some family, maybe even some old colleagues that they used to work with. They, everybody's got a network. Maybe it's a club they're associated with. Um, they've obviously got clients. They've got prospects. Everybody has a network of people in their world. So if everybody you ask yourself, does everybody in my network know what I do, for example? And if we're looking to connect with potential partners, where we're going with this, Ash, is Think about your friends, your family, the colleagues, just people in your network, including your own clients. And imagine you're looking to connect with an accountant, let's say, or you want to meet some real estate agents. Well, again, instead of knocking on the door in your local area, go to your Facebook profile or friend list, go to your phone contacts, go to your email list and go, I'm going to ask my friends and family and my existing clients and people I just already know who their real estate agent is or who's their accountant. And 
what better way to get connected with a potential partner than through a warm introduction? In the same way we did it with the loan process, we're looking to, you know, for example, Ash, if I said, hey, Ash, you know, who's your accountant? I'm just curious to know who your accountant is. And knowing that I can then contact them and say, hey, Mr. Accountant, you know, Ash Playstead? Yeah, 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 we're, we're, good, we're good mates. Um, I just thought I'd give you a call and introduce myself because I'm, an, I'm a mortgage broker and um, Ash speaks so highly of you. I thought I'd um, you know, ring you up and get to know you and your business. Maybe we can do some business together. You know, um, how much of a more friendly, warm conversation is that, Ash, compared to knocking on the door stone cold? Well, we've talked about it, but absolutely, James. I couldn't be in more furious agreement with you. Um, so, so, you know, if you're looking to build a list of what we might call stage one prospecting, right, there's different ways you can do it. You can get real estate agents or financial planners or accountants from, you know, all sorts of uh, places um, that are relatively cold. Or what you just said, James, go through your, you know, your contacts, family and friends, and build a list of 5, 10, 15, 20 agents, accountants, other prospective referral points that have interacted with your family and friends and who your family and friends are happily for you to use their name when you follow your strategy. Because um, listeners, you know, what we, what we teach our members um, to do when they're seeking referral partners is to follow a process. And part of that process is to build a list of prospects. That's early on in the process, obviously. Now, there's different ways you can do that. Here's one really, really positive and impactful way to do that is to go to your family and friends, get their confirmation that if you contact that accountant, that that friend is happily, would ha be happy for you to drop their name in the conversation. That's a great conversation start starter that then you can segue into your pitch. Oh, whatever your next stage happens to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll get a sense here, listeners, that what we're laying out here is essentially trying to find warm introductions and as opposed to standing around like a stunned mullet <laughs> at a networking <laughs> event. You know, a lot of people are not comfortable networking. I'm, I'm one of them, Ash. I don't like networking and I'm sure a lot of our listeners might not feel comfortable and like networking either. And why would we do that? Put ourselves in a room full of strangers when we can connect with people through warm connections. Um, super smart way to do it. Now, there's one more, Ash, <clears throat> one more listeners. So the first two we talked about are about really identifying potential partners through other contacts so that we can really make that warm introduction. There's either a mutual client or you've got a mutual contact. The third one I wanted to bring to this episode is more of a mindset shift so that when you're connecting with these people through these other ideas we've given you, we want to do this in a way that makes it easy. And a lot of mortgage brokers make it really hard on themselves by approaching potential partners with the viewpoint of, I need to get business out of this person. I'm going to be asking for their business. What we want to do instead is flip that approach like a 180. And what we want to do initially is, let's say you're a mortgage broker, 
and you're looking to align yourself with an accountant, property, uh, you know, property developer or a buyer's advocate, financial planner, et cetera, et cetera, and you, you don't know any yet, then instead of knocking on that person's door or using the strategies in this episode, using a warm connection statement to essentially still ask, hey, I'm looking for leads. Do you want to send me some business? We want to flip it, Ash, to knock on the door and instead say, I'm looking to get to know one of the best accountants in the local area because I want to align myself with a great accountant so I can send my clients your way. Can we get together so I can learn more about your business, Mr. Accountant? Now, Ash, when this happens, when you approach an accountant or an agent or financial planner or anybody from the viewpoint of, I would like to get to know your business so I can maybe send you some clients, what do you think their reaction is going to be? It's going to be like, sure. And when you meet this person, you start learning about their business, you work out, do you get along? Are they on the same page? Ash, what is invariably going to come up as part of that conversation? Um, you nearly always generate your first referral. It's amazing how often that conversation leads to, um, I've actually got this person you might want to talk to. It, it's a great way to position yourself as giving um, or, or building a relationship before you ask for business. Because um, I think a lot of strategies in this space speak to, you know, going to referral prospects and telling them how you operate, which has a place. Let's uh, let's be clear about that. But by approaching a third party and positioning yourself in this way, you nearly always get them to the conversation. Because James, this is one of the big, you know, one of the initial hurdles that we want listeners to get to is to get past the first line of defense right the first line of defense is i'm too busy i'm not available i've already got a broker something 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 however if you go with the approach of i'd like to learn about how you operate because i'm looking to align myself with someone in my area that i can send clients to as part of my trusted network i can't think of anybody who would say no to that. So the purpose of that is to get you into the meeting, get you into the conversation, which is you know, 90% of the battle. Because once you're in that conversation, you can start to build that connection. And it nearly always leads to the first client. Um, it's amazing how often that happens. And quite often the first client is that person themselves. Uh, that's actually yeah. happened to me <laughs> quite a lot of times. That you know, The person that you're approaching goes, oh, actually, um, I might speak to you about my situation. Boom. Yeah. What a great place <clears throat> to start. Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly what happens, isn't it? You know, if you show interest in somebody else and their business looking to help them, the, the logical thing that's going to happen is they're going to say, oh, well, what about you? You know, tell me about what you do. Tell me about your business. And then you get the opportunity to uh, showcase what you do but you've broken the ice, you've gone in with value and you've gone in with reciprocity. So um, it works and it's the opposite to what most people do, Ash. So listeners, if you're looking to connect and build your networks, you want more referrals, you need more referral partners and good ones, 
make it easy on yourself. Um, look at how you can get those warm introductions through mutual clients in the loan process, through your existing networks and family and friends and who their key professional contacts are. That gives you your warm connection hit list very, very quickly. And then when you start making contact with those people, using that warm connection in conjunction with, I'd like to learn more about your business because we've got mutual clients and, hey, maybe I'll be able to send you some clients. Don't mention anything about what you do and the fact that you're looking for leads or, you know, maybe I can help you and watch how many doors get opened. And, Ash, as we know, the more doors get opened, the more opportunities you have. And while this isn't going to work 100% of the time, we only need it to work a, a small percentage of the time to be in a very strong position with partners. So, uh, And the, the good news for all of our listeners, of course, is that we're not selling anything. We're not cold calling. We're not door knocking. We're just contacting warm connections and learning about their business and seeing if we can help. I love this. It's the easiest way Ab- to do it. Oh, absolute gold, James. Absolute gold. And you just nailed it in that last sentence is this takes selling out of it. So that mindset shift is so important that it takes the selling or what I call commission breath, right? It takes commission breath out of the discussion, right? If people see you as only motivated by commission, you know, they'll block you 90% of the time. But if they see you as interested in them and approaching their relationship as that's your first offering that I want to learn about you, put you ahead of everybody. You've inspired me, James, and I want to add one bonus to this discussion for anyone that's listening. This is something that I, in this space, that I have tested dozens and dozens of times over, uh, you know, 25, 30 years with brokers I've trained and also myself. I call it the the top 100 list. And, you know, just as you might have come across this methodology in, in other areas, but this is the way it works, right? Make yourself a list of 100 people that you could potentially discuss what you do um, that, that are in your immediate sort of network and environment. And let me give you some examples. It could be your florist. It could be the barista at the cafe. It could be your, your kid's school teacher. It could be your next door neighbor. It could be the guy who comes and cleans your bins every day or every week. This is what I mean. Make a list of 100 of those people and trust me, the first five or 10 come easy. Then you have writer's block, get to 20. And then once you get past 20, it's amazing how many people you suddenly come up with that you could speak to about what you do or spark a conversation about what you do. So if you do that list of 100 people and then start finding opportunities to speak to those people, every single time that I've got someone to do this, they only ever get through maybe 10 or 15 people and they start writing loans from that network. It's amazing how often this works. In fact, more than amazing, it's almost a guarantee that if you do this process, your top 100 potential contacts, you start writing more loans. Works every time. That's good. That's that's a good way to finish this episode too. It's a listeners challenge set. Uh, if you're going to do the top hundred challenge, do it. Uh, let us know on social media. Uh, comment on this podcast if you've done it and the results, because it makes sense, doesn't it, Ash? Make a list of hundred people. Tell them what you do. Invariably, that's the game of mortgage broker. The more people that know you and know what you do, the more people are going to remember when it comes time 
for them to refinance or buy a property that they're going to call you. So it's a game of being known in some respects. I love that. I want to hear some of our listeners' results when it comes to the top 100 list and how many conversations you had, how many loans you wrote, and let's see who does the best out of this. Bit of a test, Ash. Looking forward to uh, seeing some wins on this one. Yeah, definitely. Who's going to be our listeners that jump on this and uh, dial it in? Really looking forward to hearing. Great episode, James. Yeah, super strategic one. Um, Everybody can use this. Uh, Let us know how you go, team. So, uh, Ash, until next week, listeners, until next week, have yourself an awesome week and uh, can't wait until next week. See ya. Okay, see you next time. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.